You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. You're listening to the Pull Box Podcast. The International Graphic Novel Book Club. Here are your hosts, Curtis Finley and Michael Cohen. Hello and welcome back to the Pull Box Podcast. This is our 29th episode. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I am your other host, Curtis Finley. I almost didn't say that because I was too busy reading <laughs> <laughs> And we're uh, we're returning uh, our second episode of the month uh, and our second in our Scott Pilgrim series. Our pilgrimage. Uh, our pilgrimage. Scott yeah. Pilgrim. Our Scott pilgrimage. I, I, wow, why didn't we come up with that sooner? Yeah. Um, so just to refresh your memories, uh, last, last episode we went over Scott Pilgrim volumes 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and uh, this this episode will be going through uh, four, five, and six, and then in our next episode we'll be talking about the movie and kind of the whole series mm-hmm. and, and and all of that together. Um, let's uh, let's let's jump right into what is my favorite volume. Uh, Scott Pilgrim gets it together, which is volume four, um, and it starts with the well. The whole volume is actually the summer. So I, I, as we kind of talked about on the last one, the the series takes place over the course of a full year, and I, and this is the one, I, I, this is this is the turning point. I think after the events of Volume Three, I, Scott gets the sense that he needs to sort of start figuring out his life, um, and I, and 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 he does. He he actually it's, it's called Scott Pilgrim Gets It Together. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he does start to get it together, uh, you know, so that just so that everything can come crashing down around him in the next two volumes. But uh, I, the uh, the and it also introduces uh, the idea of them just being evil exes and not ex boyfriends necessarily. Right. Uh, the first three volumes they refer to it as the evil ex boyfriends, and then all of a sudden in volume four, Ramona corrects him and says evil exes. <laughs> and uh, and and that's because he fights Roxy Richter, who is uh, uh, a a girl from Ramona's past, um, and uh, and Scott has some troubles with that because he doesn't want to hit a girl, but <laughs> I, I which I always think is one of the funniest parts. Um, but I, I, yeah, volume and they, four, and they dig a little deeper into the mythology as well because. Um, I think it's in this one where uh, they start having glowing heads in some parts, or was that sooner? That it 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 starts in the previous ones, but this this is one of the ones where it starts to become a thing of like what's going on with the glowing head. Yeah, um, people start pointing it out. Um, it is also the return of Lisa Miller. Uh, she shows up in Scott's uh, present day. We've only seen her in flashbacks previously right. in Volume Two. She shows up and. Um, is one of the things that actually starts to shake up Scott's life the most is having this this person from his his far past show well, up. And is she the first person? Is it in this volume where they have the conversation about why she kind of is the way she is? 
with the way she dresses and that kind of thing. Like she she opens up to Scott in a way that I think none of the other girls um, have really done that. I don't remember if it, if if it's all in this volume or if it ends up being. I think it it's might the, be in volume it's, five. It's volume five where they have that heart to heart moment. Um, yeah, because volume five is where everything starts to kind of break down, and Scott ends up almost crossing the line, but never doing anything um, with with uh, Lisa. So. Um, but yeah, I just I, one of the things that I love about this volume is that as carefree as the rest of the series is, um, that's kind of always Scott's perspective. But because it's summertime, everybody else kind of meets him in the middle, right? And uh, and and the the story starts with them on vacation at uh, uh, Julie Powers's aunt's beach house, yeah. Um, in in Lake Country in Ontario, and uh, I, <laughs> we get introduced to some very interesting concepts that that may or may not return later or are kind of lost. One of which being uh, knives, Chow and Kim Pine drunk and making out. Yeah, they never really go anywhere with yeah. that. Um, it does kind of resurface later, uh, and the it, it it ties back into stuff from earlier uh, we didn't really talk about because it's not it wasn't really germane to any of the other conversation but uh, but Ramona kind of has a thing for Kim from from volume one Ramona like, does or I Ramona like, does I, and I always thought that Kim Ramona, had a thing for Ramona because it, it goes both ways but definitely like the, the insinuation in the first few volumes I Ramona constantly She's asks always questions asking, about yeah. Kim. where is Kim and yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I I in in volume five actually I there's a very interesting scene with the three of them with yeah Scott Kim and Ramona where it's like they, they almost cross the line from being a couple into a triple <laughs> but I uh, I uh, yeah the, so there's in volume three like we kind of start to get revelations. Uh, about a lot of the other characters we start to discover as scott gets his life together that everybody else is kind of just as screwed up as he is yeah they just put on a better show well um, and we are mm-hmm. since we're looking through everything through scott's eyes yeah. we are oblivious to everything like we only see tiny little bits of what's going on yeah, in other just people's lives closes. just because yeah. scott's really not paying attention either yeah but uh but in this volume scott gets a job uh, and as you you mentioned on the last episode, he kind of just lucks into it. He yep. just falls into a job. Um, it turns out that that Stephen Stills uh, there's a there's a a job opening at the restaurant that he works at. So Scott just kind of accidentally ends up getting that job, um, and also ends up losing it pretty quickly, and then getting it back without any fuss whatsoever. Um, this is also the volume where they stop being a band because they start recording I yes think, right um because they find out that one of the one of is it kim's roommate um, so kim kim was previously living with terrible people she moves out to move in with uh one of her friends and i uh, uh, they discover that her friend um oh man what's what's the guy's name i can't remember the guy yeah, he's 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 he always whispers. Whenever he talks, he always talks really quiet, and he's always saying really Joseph. mean things. Joseph, yeah, uh, he's got basically a recording studio set up in his in his bedroom, 
Um, so they they decide Stephen Stills decides that they're going to start uh, recording recording yeah. an album, um, and that becomes a source of tension because now they're just constantly recording. They're never yeah. practicing. They don't have any shows anymore. Yeah. Um, so that and that part of Scott's life, which he really loved, is now gone. So yeah. which and also is this the one where he also has to move out of his apartment? Uh, it is definitely the beginning of that, I think. Does he... Oh, no, they go to visit the landlord at the beginning of Volume 5, I think, don't they? No, no, it's in Volume 4 that they visit the landlord. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think he does, he moves in with Ramona in, okay. in Volume 4. Yeah, so some major life... And then gets kicked out. Life, yeah. <laughs> Uh, major life changes for for Scott here um, that help kind of just alienate him from his own life. Um, so he has more. The things he focuses on now are, uh, are, I guess, he focuses more on the relationship because things like his band yeah. don't get in the way. Um, Knives is pretty much out of the picture by this point now. She's moved on for her own reasons. Um, I think at this point she's she's dating young Neil. Right. Uh, she dates young Neil as a way to stay close to Scott. And young kinda... Neil is basically another Scott. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I guess it's it's actually this one where Scott and Ramona start to have some troubles because of her glowing head uh, and uh, all of the other stuff that's going on. Um, so Scott ends up... This is one of the there, there's a there's actually one of my biggest points of contention in this with the character of Ramona is that she has a real double standard because she treats Scott like garbage when when she finds out that he's spending time with other girls yeah but it is literally in this volume that we find out that because this is when Roxy shows up that Roxy in the night that that she basically tells Scott to find somewhere else to stay um, and he goes and stays with Lisa it turns out the next morning that Roxy showed up and that they made out. Yeah. So Ramona literally cheated on him. Right. But she blows it off like it's not a big deal. And Scott, yeah. he doesn't really accept it, but he... But later on, like, they basically brush it off. Like, it's it's not... He never brings it up again. He doesn't well, throw it back it, in her face. But it comes back in Volume 6. She, well, she feels the guilt herself. She does. And yeah. that's why... But Scott never brings it up. Right, because he's a nice guy. Yeah, um, but, but you're yeah. right. They both have. They're both terrible people when it comes to relationships, yeah. and that's the. You think that Ramona is is um, the superstar with her relationships, and she just dumps everybody. But yeah. she's actually not that great either. Which is, <clears throat> I think, you you said at the beginning you don't like Volume Six really at all. But I think that that I love it because it brings it makes the characters face what they need to face. Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with this situation in particular, um, I think, and and this is this is also the the volume where Scott realizes that he's in love. He professes his love for Ramona, and he gets a big flaming sword. And he, yeah, <laughs> and, and so a sword pops out of his chest. Uh, the the power of love sword, um, and uh, I that's sort of that's sort of him getting it together is is like getting past the childishness of the relationship and saying like uh i don't care what you've done i don't care what i've done i love you we'll make it work and then he gets his sword and he uses the sword to defeat roxy who is half ninja which we're not really (laughs) sure how that works but it does yeah um and uh and then everybody's happy but ramona changes her hair again i 
which is an indication that she's not happy. Yeah, it's well, it's it's definitely it's it, uh, um, I don't remember. Is it in this one where her hair is starting to get long? <clears throat> no, it's the next volume where her hair is starting to grow out, and people start pointing that out to her, and she, right? I think so. Then it's not this volume. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's still got the short hair. Yeah. It's fine. Um, uh, and she doesn't change her hair in the next volume because Scott does profess his love and 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 they get it together and everybody's happy for a little bit. Um, but like I said, he only gets it together so that every can, everything can come crashing down around him by the end of volume five, and then volume six is just a very depressing. Uh, wasteland of, of a life. Uh, right. Uh, the fallout well, from the breakup. It's it. like you think he's going to become an adult <clears throat> here. Yeah. Because he's been holding off being an adult for so long, but now yeah. he's got to get his own place. Yeah. Um, he's got to get a job. Um, he's got to, you know, lead... He, he's not doing his band thing, right? He's mm-hmm. quote-unquote um, his, his band. It, it So that... You know that part of his life is being removed. He's got to do grown-up kind of things, yeah. and one of those grown-up things is treat a, a relationship like it's a serious thing. Yeah. So it is. Uh, yeah. He, and this is a typical kind of second act move. Yeah. Is you think every like get him to the point where you think everything's okay, and then set up for the third act for things to go kind of haywire. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's let, with that. Let's jump into volume five. Oh, sorry. One more thing about volume oh. four. Um. Knives' dad. Yes, we didn't even talk about it. Yes. Knives' dad shows up and and hunts Scott down. So through this whole thing, there's still this kind of ongoing storyline with Knives, and now her dad shows up. And there, are the, he doesn't just fight the seven seven evil exes in this book. There are yeah. all these these other little fights that happen too. And so apparently, Knives' dad is like some samurai master or something like that, or something yeah. like they all are in, the, in these books. But. Um, so he has to battle that uh, that guy, and it's only the only reason he does it is because um, the dad wants to find out whether or not Scott is an honorable guy. Yeah, and that's it. And then they fight, and they find out he finds out that Scott is an honorable guy, uh, and then he he goes away. Yeah. Um. And I think the only point of that is also to show at this point in time. Um, where Scott is like he is an honorable person at this point in time yeah. if they had fought in volume 1 it would have been a different outcome <laughs> and if they'd have fought in volume 6 it would have, or 5 it would have been a different outcome as well because yeah. in, in, in 5 he actually um, it's interesting because at the point where he starts to grow up he actually starts to become a bit of a jerk he yeah um when he starts to lose the well he the, can't handle it i think he the, yeah, yeah the the his sort of childish uh, uh obliviousness and he's when he starts paying attention to the people around him he starts to realize that everybody treats each other like crap <laughs> yeah right um and so he's yep. he's gets angry about it so uh, we're ju- jumping into five here this is yeah. five volume five conversation i think part of the reason why he starts to think that is because Wallace gives him some advice to just start having casual sex. Like, that's that's what you need to do in order to kind of just live your life or whatever. Mm. And so that's the attitude now that he has towards all of the other women in his life now. And yeah. he tries to impose that on Knives and on Kim and on Ramona. Well, no, that, that's in Volume 6. Is that in 6? That's in Volume 6 after they break up. 
Yeah. That's in volume six. Oh, right, because yeah. he because he's sad about the breakup, and that's yeah. what Walt tells him to do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so... No, vo- volume five is, it starts with the two of them, uh, it starts with his birthday, actually, um, finally, because he keeps saying, is that my birthday? Yeah. Because uh, people say the 27th, and he goes, oh, my birthday, and people go, no, not September 27th. Um, and he's like, oh, not my birthday. My birthday uh, is the 27th as yeah. well, but it's in April. Oh, is it? <laughs> so... <laughs> We share a birthday. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, so it starts with his birthday. Um, he wins his birthday and then eats cake. <laughs> uh, and then Julie, for some reason, is having this series of themed parties, and it's like, getting out of control. Um, so they're always out drinking and going to these parties and and carousing and whatnot. Um, the Katyanagi twins show up, uh, which it turns out that that Ramona dated two of them at the same time. Um, yeah, and, and I'm pretty and, sure that he made them twins because he needed to fit in two yeah. boyfriends in this one volume. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so it turns out that that Ramona was dating one and cheating on that one with the other one, um, and neither of them knew. But when they found out, they they, they broke teamed it off up. with with Ramona and decided that they would <laughs> they would never uh, I, again be I. I put against each other basically right um and it turns out that they're like robotics geniuses in this not masters of sound not masters of sound so they build a series of robots to fight scott as opposed to fighting scott themselves yeah um and so yeah like they keep every time they go to a party in this volume they end up having to fight a well scott ends up having to fight a robot and i love it that uh his fights with the robots are just in the background as well. Yeah, they just never, happen. They're never foreground. Yeah. yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, um, and it's always like, everybody, come here. Scott's fighting a robot. Uh, or Scott's getting his butt kicked by a robot. Um, I, and I like in the in this first one, the, the one that they think is a Halloween party, he comes dressed as one of the crazy 88s from oh, yeah. Kill Bill. You're right. Um, I didn't notice that. I... And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, robots are no problem for Scott. He, he beats them up, but he... He doesn't like fighting robots because he doesn't get any coins from them when he defeats them, <laughs> like when he defeats the boyfriends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, this is this is the volume where Scott and Ramona, their relationship, uh, becomes a very adult relationship. Um, but Scott, he starts to, um, and I think this is because of the events of Volume Four with with Roxy. He never says anything. He never brings it up, but he starts to worry about Ramona because, like, the the idea of the fact that that she is a cheater, that she's cheated on several of her past boyfriends, like it's come up mm-hmm. time and time again. And technically, she has also cheated on Scott, and yeah. and he kind of overlooks it, uh, professes his love, and they move in together, and everybody's happy. Well, but, and they actually uh, have sex in this volume, yes. which kind of is the culmination of their their relationship. And then immediately after that, Ramona asks Scott, "Did you cheat on me?" Yeah. And so, and then that's kind of what spurs on the whole. Yeah. Well, knives knives confronts Ramona at one point. They have their bathroom brawl, and uh, and that that sort of sets into motion. Uh, uh, basically, the breakup is is. It's 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 impending once Ramona finds out that there was some overlap in those two relationships. 
Um, which again, like this is this is one of those things. This is why like Ramona rubs me wrong the wrong way as a character, um, because she has this this terrible double standard. She has cheated on all of these different guys. Um, Scott obviously also makes the mistake, but but Ramona, uh, it's like I said in, in about Volume Four. As much as Scott is oblivious and needs to grow up, so does everybody else. Yeah, Scott just isn't smart enough to hide that fact from everybody, and it's and this is a fact of your twenties, and and I think I mean this is a fact of of, of life in general is that, uh, being an adult is really just about faking it, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean at a certain point you you hit that that part of your life where you're like, oh, no one has it together. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just doing the best that they can, and we're all just pretending. Uh, Until you hit your thirties, and then you're okay. <laughs> is that the case? <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm thirty right now, and I feel like everybody's. Hey, you're you're buying pretending. a house. That's a you're getting yeah. it all together. <laughs> <laughs> that that's just a bigger responsibility, which just means bigger failure if you screw it. I up. suppose so. Um, uh, which is what seconds is all about. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> responsibilities oh, yeah, get bigger. Yeah. I have three children now, so yeah, the failures <laughs> just get that much bigger. Yeah. Um, but I, I, one of the really interesting things about this is that it doesn't end with sort of the the feel good battle that the other volumes end with. It ends with with the Katinagis kidnapping Kim. Yeah. Of all people, um, following the the sequence where the, the the three of them all get drunk at one of Julie's parties and kind of um, collapse into each other on a bed, uh, and there's there's a there's a there there are a couple of moments that hint at at the fact that Kim and Ramona are into each other, um, and if Scott weren't there, I'm pretty sure they would have been making out. Uh, but uh, I, they sort of split up. Kim goes one way, and uh, and Scott and Ramona go home. Uh, well, and the thing about that fight is, um, that battle is that Kim desperately is trying to get Scott to save her. Yeah. But Scott's not really paying attention, not yeah. noticing, and it's only until Ramona pretend—I mean, uh, Kim pretends to get a message from Ramona—that Scott actually pays attention. That. That he's got to save the day or something. Like yeah, because he's he's uh, he's he's bummed out about the fight that he had with Ramona about you know uh, did you cheat on me sort of thing, um, and then yeah, Kim lies to him and says like she believes in you, and then all of a sudden he can do it, which which is the thing that that leads Kim to to leaving Toronto and going home, right? Moving back home with her parents. Um, cause she's like, oh, cause I I think that there's always a little bit of Kim. This is another thing that the movie totally misses is that Kim is still kind of in love with Scott. Yeah. Whether like, cause like you say, like they never really broke up. Um, Scott just left, and and then throughout volumes one to four, there's moments where they kind of go like, yeah, but what about you and Kim? And it's like Kim, that was forever ago. We're fine. <laughs> Um, and then it's always Kim glaring and being angry. Um, but I, I, 
after after the the battle with the Katianagis, Scott comes back to discover. Uh, well, I guess I guess it's after their fight, after their argument. She gets in the shower and she actually cuts her own hair, um, and then he comes back and she basically just disappears. Um, basically, no, she literally disappears. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> And uh, and Scott is kind of just left with her apartment and Gideon the cat. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, but of course, uh, being Scott, he accidentally locks himself out. He loses the cat, and then <laughs> and then uh, we haven't even mentioned Gideon. Actually, we've we've gone through five volumes and we've not mentioned Gideon. Right. This uh, much like Envy is for Scott, for Ramona, uh, Gideon is this looming shadow yeah. of a previous relationship. In fact, the relationship just before Scott, and uh, and and she names the cat Gideon, uh, which is a weird thing. And and Scott is worried that she's still with Gideon right. in some way that yeah. she never really broke up with him. Um, and I wonder why he would have that feeling. It's <laughs> yeah. almost like he's guilty about something in his own life. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so what we're led to believe is that she has gone back to Gideon. Yeah. Um, yeah, he finds a letter. Yeah. And so that's, that's Scott's, Scott's belief. Um, but at the end of this volume, he opens up the letter to Gideon that he found in Ramona's uh, a bedside table and it says don't wait up Gideon don't wait up for me because I'm not coming back it's over Ramona but she never gave it to him so that's sort of that moment where he's like they never really broke up um, but I, I, it's also the part where th- this is also the moment where Scott's family intervenes <laughs> shows up uh, his parents just I guess buy him an apartment um, yeah, is what what I gathered from that. I, I we see very briefly why Scott is the person that he is, and it's absolutely one hundred percent because his parents enable it. Yep, totally. Um, every <laughs> time really that he's funny. had a conversation with them, they're just like, "Oh, how are you? Are you dating anybody? Is it a cute girl?" That sort of thing. And then uh, and then when Scott hits his lowest point and Ramona leaves. His parents show up, buy him an apartment, and furnish it, and basically say to him, "If you ever need anything, all you have to do is call us." Yeah, and um, you start to realize that Scott has actually kind of been trying to, as much as he's been a failure at this, he's been trying to make it on his own without their help. So that has meant that he hasn't had a job, and he's been broke, and he's been kind of useless to everybody else um but he's has been making his way on his own without his parents help and then all of a sudden they swoop in and save the day for him yeah and his little brother shows up with them as well and he's just he's (laughs) upset with that and i can understand the little brother um being mad because like this this the guy this slacker guy gets everything handed to him and like (laughs) they probably don't do that with lawrence my my uh oldest brother anthony he is uh he's just recently turned 35 and he is living with my parents yet again uh and (laughs) i am buying a house and i'm the youngest so so uh yeah i i relate to that where it's a little bit like come on get your act together yeah get it together (laughs) um 
But, uh, yeah, yep. vo- Volume 5, like I said, this is where everything comes crashing down, right? You yep. have to build your hero up. Um, this is the part where Luke Skywalker's hand gets cut off and uh, and and Vader uh, reveals uh, that he is, in fact, Luke's father. It's it, and, and so, you know, your hero has one of two choices. They either uh, go rescue Han Solo... Or they play video games in their apartments and never leave, and uh, and that brings us to volume six. Yeah. Um, one more comment about volume five is that the artwork drastically changes in this yeah. volume. He all of a sudden everything is so much more streamlined. Yeah, and is um, very I, clean. I think um, there are there are assistants that he's hired, and yes. they get credited in volume six. But I'm pretty sure they start in this volume. They do start in, in volume five. Um, one of the biggest things is that he is no longer drawing all of the backgrounds himself. Yeah. Um, and and as an artist who is terrible with backgrounds, I can tell you that if I had somebody doing my backgrounds for yeah. me, my comics would look a lot better. Totally. Um, and everything would kind of come together, and I would focus more on my characters knowing that I don't have to do any backgrounds. Yeah, so they start halfway through this, this because you can see in the beginning few yeah. pages, these are still his backgrounds. Um like I, what page is this? Page thirty-eight. Um, he there's this is a shot a shot of the street and the, the buildings are still definitely in that style with the he's not using rulers and they're they're kind of like that. But then you go a little further and um, all of a sudden all of the lines are straight. Like you get into Ramona's bedroom and and the the backgrounds just look amazing. Yeah. So and he also <clears throat> switches the style of his his panels. He used to just do all full bleed pages pretty much yeah um but then he he started making his um his outside boxes just a lot as as um uh, one of the biggest things is that uh you get to the breakup when you when ramona leaves after ramona leaves the world kind of closes in on scott ah nice way to look at it yeah so uh the pages get smaller and his world gets smaller, and it's a little bit more claustrophobic and more ordinary. Like yeah. he, you don't get the fancy, um, fancy panel arrangements or anything like yeah. that. It's all very uniform, um, concise because that's what his life is at that point. I think like yeah. he, it's not, it's not a, yeah, it's not not flashy or anything. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's good observation. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, that brings us to volume six, the final volume. Scott which, Pilgrim's Finest Hour. Yeah, Scott's going to have to... It's also the thickest volume. It's a doozy compared to the other ones. Um, but that being said, it's also the quickest read. Um, right, because a lot of it is just one big, big long battle. Yeah. I, I, but within this volume, I, I, Scott is basically a useless pile of garbage. Uh, at the beginning, and Wallace is is trying to get him out of it, and uh, finally gets him to to leave the house. Uh, and when he does, one of the first things he's confronted with is Knives, um, who is now eighteen years old and seems to have her life together, <laughs> like yeah. um, uh, much to Scott's chagrin. And she's uh, she's been hanging around with Stephen Stills a lot, and I think that actually starts in Volume 5. Um, and then in Volume 6, Scott's like, are you dating 
Stephen Stills, and then she just kind of laughs it off because, as we're going to discover towards the end of this book, it turns out that Stephen <laughs> Stills is gay. Yeah. And that he came out in like volume three to everybody else. But Scott was so busy with his own stuff in volume four that he didn't even notice. <laughs> um, and so when he discovers it, like I think they, they literally say that. Um, I, and I think it's, is it at the end of the volume? Pretty close. I think it's like right at the end of the book. Yeah. I, I, Page 229. Yeah. I, Stephen Stills kisses Joseph. And Scott's like, wait, what? And uh, and he says, uh, oh, no, it was Volume 5. It shocked everyone when I came out back in Volume 5. You seemed busy, so I didn't mention it. <laughs> it like, he literally said, I love it when they when they reference the fact that they're in a comic. Um, yeah. Like, a lot of the time, people are like, what? You have to fight evil? And he's like, yes, it's all in Volume 1. Clearly, you didn't read it. You should just go back and do the reading. Um, do your homework. Um but uh, this is the, this volume of all of them is is the most different. Um, the characters are are actually a little bit more detailed than they have been previously, um, and the backgrounds get ridiculous. Yeah, they sure do. Well, and um, some and like lack of backgrounds. A lot of the time, the backgrounds are just left to the the dots. Um, what do you call them? The zip shading and like half tones and stuff the ha- like yeah that. the half tones and yeah. uh, and like fancy so a lot of the times they don't even do backgrounds per se um in this one um but this is the volume where scott confronts gideon uh after well, first first he confronts himself he battles the nega scott first in this in this volume uh, does he battle Negascott in this? No, he. Uh, oh yeah, he does. That's right. Yeah, because he goes to, he goes. Negascott shows up at one point, but only like as a flash, and then he goes home. But it's important to visit Kim, and it's in visiting Kim that he realizes that he's a terrible person because he goes back and he, he, I, uh, I. He, there's also the moment with Envy where he sees Envy and Envy tries to um, I don't know like kind of reconcile their relationship right. um, and Scott doesn't quite get it at that point uh, so he goes to visit Kim and when he goes to visit Kim Kim she kind of she kind of like, like she doesn't hold back she's like you're you're garbage, Scott. Like, yeah. You're a terrible person. And in the midst of all of this, he kisses Kim. Um, at first, she likes it, but then she pushes away, and is, because it's just not, it's not right. Um, and that's where we get the reveal that, because uh, previously when we when we got Scott's memory of it, Scott sitting in the at the playground one night tells. Kim that he's moving to Toronto and that's the end of their relationship and then we discover that that's not what happened that uh, he told Lisa and Lisa told Kim Um, and that's when he realizes that he's kind of a jerk and he's just as bad as any of Ramona's evil exes Yeah, fights Negascott 
um, and then sort of gets his life back. Uh, it's a, when he, when he he doesn't actually defeat Nega Scott. What he what happens is he re- realizes that Nega Scott is just him. That, that, well, and and they reintegrate into one one another. Yeah, and. Negascott is um, all of his bad experiences that he's yeah. or his mistakes that he's trying to forget. Yeah. But he realizes, and through Kim's help especially, that he needs to you know reabsorb Negascott and learn from yeah. those things and grow as a person. Um, something the movie completely missed yeah. with Negascott. <laughs> yeah. Well, Scott doesn't really change in the movie, which we'll talk. We'll about, talk we'll about, about that in the next yeah. episode. Um, so after after his reintegration with Nega Scott and becoming a fully realized human being, uh, Scott returns to Toronto to the Chaos Theater where Gideon is having his big opening night, and uh, uh, he confronts Gideon. But one of the big changes here is that th- th- this is the really interesting thing: Scott Pilgrim Volume Six and the movie were written at the same time. And yet they could not be more different. Yeah. Um, Envy is the one performing at the Chaos Theater uh, atop a giant pyramid. Um, not this, uh, not Sex Bobomb with Neil taking over. Right. Um, uh, Sex Bobomb just breaks up because Kim leaves, which never happens in the movie. Um, and Scott destroys his base. Yeah. So, fighting uh, a robot. Yeah. I. So Scott uh, Scott shows up. He fights Gideon, and Gideon basically just kills him right away. Like he, just, like, I love that scene, and then just the fact that he left two or three blank pages yeah. before bringing bringing back the scene. Uh, just I love these little storytelling things that he does. Yeah, um, and uh, that's actually something that he does in seconds quite a bit. Yeah, uh, with the with the blank pages. Um, and then we come back in in Scott's dream world, uh, and uh, where, where he finally is reunited with Ramona. Yeah, where it turns out that that Ramona has been, uh, she's been in his head for a little while, um, like she's at, she's physically inside his head right here. Yeah, uh, they have this conversation. And Scott realizes that he got that extra life back in volume, volume three, two. or volume, volume three, two or three. No, it was with um, Lee, Lucas Lee. Yeah. So it was volume two. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he comes back to life, and then uh, and then Ramona explodes from his chest, uh, <laughs> and uh, and they both confront Gideon together. Turns out that Gideon, along with collecting uh, uh, Ramona's evil exes has been collecting all of his ex-girlfriends and whenever a relationship breaks down he just cryogenically freezes them yeah and and he's literally collecting women this is where the the series for me takes this weird turn because like you said in, there are a couple of occasions where people join in in the battles and that sort of thing but it's at this point that Scott realizes how much of his life is made up fantasy and how much of his life is real. And then he goes and he confronts Gideon. He comes back to life after Gideon kills him. And things just get super weird. Yeah. And to me, it's it's like... And they battle in, like, her purse. 
yeah, the it, which space. which is the subspace inside of Ramona's head, um, which I think is important. That's that's also yeah, like he's he's going to he, he's going, um, he's purposely seeking out the battle on his on the bad guy's terms on Gideon's yeah. terms um, to his battlefield and going to where he's going to be the strongest and he still he still fights he still gives it all he can to the point where he um, you know he knocks everyone back to reality yeah uh, and then they have to have um, a real super battle <laughs> well I it, what one of the biggest things that he does is he gives Ramona the strength to fight back in her own head by showing up for her she has that realization that that if Scott's willing to fight for her then she can fight back right um, and she does all of the different versions of Ramona fight back and then they uh, then they fight together to defeat Gideon yeah which um, I, I thought was great yeah, and they actually they defeat Gideon with a cross strike, which is a reference to the video game Chrono Trigger. Oh, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, Chrono and Frog uh, have a special ability, team up ability called cross strike that they where they do literally the same thing where they they make an X on the bad guy. Um, nice. So that's a that's a direct reference to Chrono Trigger. Good. And then Gideon is defeated and leaves seven million seven hundred and seventy seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars <laughs> in coins um, that come raining down on everybody and it hurts, um, which is uh, yeah. which I thought was pretty pretty well, hilarious. And I that. like that they both the thing that that because um, because both of them are flawed characters and they both have the same issue with each other about cheating yeah and they both are working through their issues the fact that they are both now going to defeat Gideon like they both need to defeat Gideon yeah um, which the movie doesn't do no um, it, it's it's very different in that sense and um, partly because Ramona's kind of a non-character in the movie yes um, <laughs> but uh, yeah I think it was a it's a I really liked the way that he had some like brought their whole story together yeah and then um that brings kind of conclusion to uh all of the other kind of relationships that that um uh that scott has as well like he he understands why um like his he now understands his relationship with envy and what it needs to be um in order to help her kind of go on her way as well yeah um and uh and then at the end of the book Sorry, do you have anything to say before we get to the very end of the no, book? No, no, go ahead. Um, the end of the book, um, it's just kind of scene after scene of him just showing that he's got the different aspects of his life kind of not totally back together again, but on but on the go. Um, like he makes up with uh, with knives. They kind of come to an understanding. And then I just love the way that he ends the book with them going back into subspace hand in hand. Um, saying that we're just gonna we're gonna try our best, yeah. Um, moving forward here, looking to the future rather than dwelling on the past. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, and and I think like the two of them grow up and uh, and and grow up together and uh, realize I think the most important thing, 
um, and the difference between your adolescent relationships and your adult relationships. Which in adolescent <laughs> relationships, when things get tough, you um, split. Yeah, you run. Yeah, away. people tend to people tend to break up. Um, but in an adult relationship, and usually in the relationship that ends up lasting the longest, um, and hopefully for most people ends up being their their last relationship. Yeah, I, I, you realize that. Um, you, you you are a better person with that person um, and that person is a better person with you but you're never perfect like that's this is because it's a it's a it's a thing that movies and TV and and really all all of our media sort of uh, misinforms us that that true love is uh, indestructible but uh, true love tends to be, when you accept the other person for who they are and they accept you and then you just work through stuff together and uh, yeah. and that's where that's where this book leads leaves these two characters is is that um they're both hugely flawed but uh but rather than give up they're going to they're going to try and move forward with each other mm-hmm. and uh and and let that help them grow um, yeah. as it has helped them grow throughout the course of these six volumes um, and uh, and and yeah like a real relationship is work um, yeah you, you don't it doesn't just click it doesn't just just work all the time um, <laughs> people make mistakes more often than not and uh, yeah. and it's how you handle those mistakes that defines your relationship and and Scott and Ramona I think both realize this by the end but you get through the whole series, and at a certain point in Volume 5, you start to think, like, oh, a lot of this is Scott. A lot of this is in his head. A lot of this is silliness. A lot of this is his sort of fantasy, his childish fantasy. And then in Volume 6, I think what really breaks it for me is is that um, it's not. A lot of it's not fantasy. He has been fighting these fights. Um, and rather than, than, than seeing that happen, it, it, it's almost... Volume six is almost the same sort of response from the artist that I get in the uh, in the prequels in the Star Wars prequels. I, uh, despite what George Lucas would say to this day, um, to the contrary, I believe that that the prequels are George Lucas trying to make a Star Wars movie that he thinks the fans want to see. And being completely out of touch with his own storytelling, um, and so you end up with bigger lightsaber battles and more spaceships and more stormtroopers in different colors and all of these different obnoxious things that cloud the real story. And so for me, in Volume Six, the battles are bigger and more ridiculous than they ever were because I feel like Brian Lee O'Malley thought that that's how it was supposed to end. That the battles were supposed to get bigger and bigger and bigger. We kind of need to have a big battle for the finale. I, I, I do. I do think. Um, I do think there's an element to that, but I also think that in the way that he structured the story, the more bold thing to do would have been for them to not fight Gideon at all. In the end, um, and I think that you can have you can have the moment where Gideon kills Scott and Scott comes back. But I think that that for me, the way that I would have told the story. Is that um, Gideon has been been 
forcing them into these confrontations the whole way. He forms the League of Evil Exes and he makes them sign a contract and go after Scott. And all of this stuff happens because Gideon is screwing with them. Especially in the comic. Like, you get to the end of it and you find out that, like, this is all just a ploy to get Ramona to come back to him by defeating... By having Scott basically defeat all of her evil exes and hopefully then Scott dying and then Ramona coming back to him and him encasing her in carbonite for better, for more, uh, you know, uh, more or less, in other words. Uh, uh, and, And him getting what he wants. And... He does get what he wants by the end of it, which is a confrontation. And yeah, they, they fight for themselves and they defeat Gideon. But it is not... By Volume 6, you realize it's not a metaphorical defeat. It's a literal defeat. They literally destroy Well, him. yes and no. I mean, what if all of the evil exes are metaphorical mm-hmm. for conversations that the two yeah. of them had together? Um, because something comes up where they have to bring back a little bit of Ramona's past yeah which tells us about Ramona which tells us which you know forms Scott's opinion of of her and what's yeah. going on so they go through these seven deadly conversations <laughs> um and then at the end the final conversation the big taboo the thing that Ramona doesn't want to talk about is Gideon because yeah. he's kind of the worst that brings out the worst in her he was controlling she was at the at her worst with him. Yeah. Um, so the symbolizing of both of them defeating Gideon is like they both had a, that finally had that conversation about him that neither of them really wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. um, and they had it over and done with. Mm-hmm. So it still could be a metaphorical in, in yeah. that sense, and they still had to tackle it and defeat that circumstance. I, I, I don't. I, I I don't. I don't disagree with that, but I think like your point when I said that this is the thickest of them all, your point that it's because it has the biggest battle. Right, it has the most fluff. It, yeah. yeah, that's that's that my sense. thing, is that, like, it is... At this point, like I said, this is being written alongside a movie being made, yeah. and uh, Scott Pilgrim is at the biggest it's ever going to be. Yeah. Right? And and it's it's... I think this is probably the reason why I enjoyed Second so much is because coming off of Scott Pilgrim, coming off of the end of Scott Pilgrim, you, I, it's it's the phenomenon where the artist starts to drink their own Kool Aid, <laughs> and and it is it, there there, well, there are a lot of moments in this where it's very self, uh, uh, I don't know, it's like self flagellation, right? Like I think is, a lot of it also, yeah, because you said that this was written at the same time as the movie. Yeah. He wanted probably wanted to make sure that his version stood out differently and maybe yes. above the movie's version. Yeah. There is that aspect yeah. of it. Um, I think like the story parts of this that that are contained in it, I love. Um, I do think it's a good ending for the series. I just think as a volume overall, for me, it's the it, it's, it just went a little too far. Weakest. Yeah, because yeah. it just like it jumps the shark a little bit in the middle of the volume. But the beginning of the volume and uh, and the end of the volume are fantastic because they bring you to to. Uh, satisfactory resolutions with a lot of Scott's relationships. Although one of the biggest things is that, you know, like he gets closure on a whole bunch of things and a lot of characters stories come to final arcs 
And to me, it's like the life doesn't necessarily all wrap up that right. nicely, but yeah. it is a story. It is a book. So you got to do that. It yeah. kind of has to. Um, but I, I, Scott's story itself for me, like it does wrap up nicely. I do like Scott and Ramona going off together. Um, I, I do. I, I feel like they deserve each other by the end of it, you know? And, yeah. and um, Well, they work hard for each other. Yeah. Um, and uh, You just and don't see Ramona's journey. She works hard. Yeah. yeah, she oh, yeah, works hard sure. when she's away. Yeah. Um, but she, she does it too. Well, as we discover, when she left, we think that she went back to Gideon, but she didn't. She actually just went back home. Like her Kim, parents. In, exactly yeah. like Kim did. Um, and she figured, like, oh, she was going to go home and she was going to spend, like, a... A week there, and then, you know, and then you know, which, go wherever she was going to go next, and she ended up spending the next three months there. Yeah, um, and I think that's a typical anything. response of yeah. someone in of this age of that generation. Uh, yeah. And you know, I if I were um, in that spot and maybe depressed or whatever, then yeah. I would probably retreat to my parents too. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that's, uh, wow. that's the series. It was great revisiting this. I it it, it, yeah. was, it reminded me why I love it's so good. Brian Lee O'Malley's work so much. Yep. Um, and it was it got to a point like I read the first volume and I read it over the course of a week, and then I read the second volume in about a half a week, and then I read the third volume in a couple days, and then the fourth volume and the fifth. I think the fourth <laughs> volume I read in a day, and then the fifth and sixth volume I read in one day. Nice. So it kind of like it ramps itself up, and then I finished it. And that was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. And then I've been sort of holding off on reading anything else. Um, I read a Ninja Turtles volume in between, because when a Ninja Turtles volume comes out, you read it right away. <laughs> I, I, and, uh, and then I've been holding off on anything else and watched the movie last night. Yes. Yeah, so did I. So that'll be our next conversation. Yeah. We'll be watching the movie. Um, yeah, if you missed the, the previous episode, which I don't know why you would because this is kind of part two. Um, <laughs> it's all kind of one episode. Our, our reader picks for next month include Here by, uh, what's his name, Richard McGuire, a very different sort of graphic novel, yeah. um, something that will maybe make your brain think a little bit more than... Than Sonic and Mega Man, <laughs> <laughs> which is my pick. Yeah, which is I, 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 Sonic and Mega Man Worlds Collide, the complete epic, which is the whole story of the crossover between the Sonic the Hedgehog Archie Adventure series and the Mega Man Archie Adventure yeah. series. Yeah, looking forward uh, to that. Yeah, which is going to be just nonsense. Totally, fun. it'll be great. Um, but I have heard many good things that it is actually a really cool story that brings together Robotnik and Doctor Wily. Which makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm really excited to finally dig into that. I, I, which it's been on my list for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then our reader poll is um, uh, X Men, New X Men, and Guardians of the Galaxy: The Trial of Jean Grey, the famous team up from a year yeah. and a half ago or so. Yeah. Uh, and that was picked by Matt Campbell, so we thank him for that uh, poll. And of course, if you have a poll, you should send it into uh, pullboxpodcast at gmail and, uh, and let us know uh, what comics you think we should read. Uh, and let us know what you thought about these comics. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this time. We will see you in the next episode. Right. See you next episode. For 
more Pullbox Podcast episodes, you can check out pullboxpodcast.com to submit a reader poll. Uh, you can email thepullboxpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at Twitter and on Instagram at pullboxpodcast. And you can follow me, Curtis, on Instagram at Curtis Bidley. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ArkWolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. You can, you can also find all of our other great podcasts over at thunderquack.com, and uh, uh, that's the home of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, of which we are proudly a part. And, uh, and if you want to help support all of our podcasts at Thunderquack, you can do that by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack, and, uh, and, and you, can, you can pledge your support over there. Every dollar helps, but uh, if you're a Pullbox fan and supporter, then you'd definitely be interested in the $20 level, which allows you to get all three episodes of the Pullbox podcast, all three of our books, as one super long episode uh, right at the beginning of the month, as opposed to having to wait for the individual episodes to be released. So you can find all that at patreon.com slash thunderquack and all of our other podcasts at thunderquack.com.